You're listening to audio from Discover Life Church. Discover Life is a place where people can encounter the real God, where they find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now is the time to get started. Thank you for joining us. Some of you might be saying, you know, I felt free when I walked in here. And that's great. But I'm going to tell you, there's always another level or measure of freedom that you don't know about. And I feel like I've even stepped into another measure of freedom that I didn't know even existed. And I can tell you, it only takes place through the presence of God. Apart from the presence of God, you and I can never experience freedom or liberty. Apart from the presence of God, we'll always remain bound and captive. And that's why I always want to encourage people to keep pressing in to the love of God. I mean, every single day we ought to wake up and we ought to say, Lord, I receive your love into my life. I need another measure of your love into my heart right now. Because if I can get another measure of God's love into my heart, it's going to transfer to my mind, to my thoughts, to my actions, to my emotions. Because when we ask God to fill us with his love, he's going to do that because he's, he's a generous God. And can I tell you that whenever Jesus was going to the cross, he wasn't reluctant to go to the cross for us. He wasn't hesitant to go to the cross for us. No, he was ready and he was willing and able to go to the cross so we could have life and life more abundantly. Friday night, my daughter and I went out to Buffalo Wild Wings because the women went on a uh, women's retreat up in Georgia. And I heard y'all had a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. And I was, I was sitting there eating our wings, and then I get a text from, from Joseph Slay. He's, he's sitting in a tree stand, and he had his Bible out like that. He said, man, I'm having a really good time sitting in this tree stand. And I noticed in that tree stand, he had a harness that was attached to the tree. And I text him back, and I say, buddy, I said, I'm proud of you. I said, but here's the thing. As long as you stay attached to the tree. As long as you stay attached to the cross. The place where life and restoration and liberty takes place. Then you can keep on going as high in that tree as you want to go. And you're never going to fall out. But the thing is we have to stay attached to the tree. And if there's one thing that I know that enemy is going to try to do is try to get you to detach from the very thing that gave you life, liberty, and restoration in your life. Because the one thing that the enemy thought was going to bring death actually brought life into our souls. And when we're able to stay attached to the tree, amen, then we can produce the fruit of that that tree, right? We can produce the fruit of that tree because we're abiding in that tree. 
and will never be held captive, will never feel alone, will never feel like we need to be validated because at the cross, everybody is validated. At the cross, everybody is approved. At the cross, everybody is accepted. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, I don't always feel accepted. I don't care what you feel. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. And if you're always attached to the tree, attached to the cross, don't let your feelings tell you that you're not accepted. Because you are accepted. Because even while we are yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for me. He died for us. He said that he gave himself for us. And Titus chapter number 2 verse number 14 said he gave himself for us us it wasn't for the spiritual elite there's no such thing as that he died for the human race he died for you he gave himself for you that he may he may redeem us or buy us back redeem us from all of our iniquity all of our lawlessness all of our rebellion that comes out of the out of the self-life And he said this, he said that we may be purified people, a peculiar people under zealous works. So he redeemed us so we could be peculiar people. Now, I know a lot of church folks that think they're peculiar because they act weird. No, they're just weird. Did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. But that word peculiar doesn't mean weird. It means you're a private, unique, special possession of God. It's almost like if you take a dot and you draw a circle around that dot, God's saying, you're all mine. You're special. You're unique. You're my private possession. Okay? And we have to understand that when we're God's private possession, nothing can touch us unless he gives permission to it. And I guarantee if he gives permission for anything to touch us, it's designed to make us better. It's designed to make us better. But it's the thing is that we don't always recognize when the things come our way that what God's trying to do in our life. He's trying to bring some things to the surface in our life that, that don't look like Christ. He's trying to separate these things. But sometimes we, we look at it as an attack. No, God's saying, I'm trying to reveal some things in your life that don't look like me. And if you're going to actually walk in the authority and the power and the calling and the purpose that I have for you, I have to get these things out of your life. But just know you're bought with the price. And don't ever get off track. Kind of reminds me of a story of a World War II veteran. He was a pilot. He was on an aircraft carrier out in the Pacific Ocean. And he took off one day on a mission. He was all by himself. And if you've ever been out there in the middle of the ocean, you can get turned around very quickly. You don't know where north, south, east, or west is that you, you turn around, you, it's just water for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, and miles around. And you're wondering to yourself, how am I going to get back to the ship? 
How am I going to get back to the aircraft carrier? Well, that guy went out there and he got out there and he got lost. And he started looking at his fuel gauge. His fuel gauge was going down. He didn't know where he was at. He got on the radio and he started calling the ship and saying, I don't know how to get back. I've gotten out somewhere that I shouldn't have been and I don't know how to get back. And so they flipped his transmission over everywhere on the boat. So all the men on the boat could hear this man talking. He was panicking. I don't know how to get back. I'm going to crash. I'm going to die. What what am I going to do? And the men of the ship, they could hear that going all throughout the ship. The man was sobbing. He was crying. Then finally he said, I knew I should have never cheated on that navigation exam. I should have never cheated on the navigation exam. Look where it got me. When we cheat on the navigation exam, we have deceived ourselves in thinking we know something when we don't. And we also deceive other people in thinking that we know something when we don't. And when you are deceived and thinking you know something when you don't, it'll get you somewhere where you shouldn't be and you're wondering, how in the world do I get home? And you start asking yourself this question, I'm not supposed to be here. Have you ever asked yourself that? How did I end up here? How did I get in this relationship? You cheated on the navigation exam. How did I get tied up in drugs and alcohol and pornography? How did I get here? You cheated on a navigation exam. Because if you would have been paying attention and learning Christ and the love of God, He would have never let you go there. There's a lot of people that have cheated themselves out of the love of God in moments like this. Because they've been in the presence of God, but they never responded to the presence. And when we don't respond to the presence of God, we cheat ourselves out of the navigation exam. Because it's the love of God that constrains us. It's the love of God that moves us. It compels us. It's what we're guided by, the love of God. And if you're guided by the love of God, you're never going to be somewhere you're not supposed to be. You're never going to be in a relationship you're not supposed to be in. You're never going to find yourself in a place you're not supposed to be because the love of God is going to guide you. And that's why I always say, give yourself permission to be loved by God. It ain't some cute little saying that I tell you every Sunday. I say that to save your life. Because when we cheat ourselves out of the navigation exam, we cheat ourselves out of the person that God's designed us to be. I cheat my family out of the man of God that I'm supposed to be when I cheat on the navigation exam. So every chance I get, I'm going to allow the love of God to pour into my life. And it may not look like what you think it ought to look like, but I can tell you right now, it always gets you where you need to go. It'll always get you home. It'll always protect you. It'll always guide you.
lot of people are in places right now in situations. They are like, how this, how in the world this happened? I guarantee if you look back and trace it back to the root, somewhere along the line, you cheated on a navigation exam. If we only really truly realize how generous the love of God really is, Because he always sees the need. He's always motivated by the need. And he always moves to meet the need in your life. He's never reluctant. He's never hesitant. Religion will tell you you got to act a certain way. You got to be a certain way. You got to talk a certain way. The love of God is unbelievable. The love of God is so infinite in depth, we can't even wrap our brains around it. That's why in this house, real love now. Some people adhere to it, some people don't. Some people are still living in the captivity of their past. They can't let it go. Because love isn't easily irritated, nor does it bring up past hurts. And the people that refuse to forgive and let go, they're the people that are living in prisons with open doors. I'm going to give you some very profound wisdom right here. You listen to what I'm about to say. Stop it. It's just that simple. Stop it. Get up and walk out of the prison. Stop it. I could probably get a lot of money for that advice, couldn't I? People walk into my office, say, Pastor, I got to get help with my marriage. My wife don't do it. I just think, stop it. I got problems with alcohol and drugs. Stop it. I got anger issues. Stop it. I got lust issues. Stop it. (laughs) I keep lying to my wife. Stop it. Stop. Wow, profound, right? I don't know how to be faithful. Stop it. Stop it. Because I guarantee you, when you truly receive the love of God, you don't have no problem stopping it. Stopping it. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap. We're going to go ahead. Amen. We're going to go ahead and take up this morning's offering. Come on, Brother Tracy, or who our ushers are today. Dwayne. Dwayne's one of them guys, you, you hear his voice, you know, you know who he is in the crowd of people. We love you, man. That's right. As always, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for giving. 
this ministry. We really, really, really appreciate it. And I'm just going to ask the Brother Dwayne to pray over this offering. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that we're able to worship you with our tithes and offerings. God, I ask you to take every dollar and increase it to the fullest capacity for the ministry and for the kingdom of God. Bless each home, Lord God. And God, we thank you, Lord, that we can worship you today with our tithes and offerings. Amen. a couple announcements real quick before we'll let you go eat but one that last song that they were singing is a song that our youth pastor Brandon Ward wrote let's give him a good hand I've actually been feeling for a while now that we need to start writing some in-house songs and he was like, hey, pastor, I feel like we need to start writing some in-house songs. And I'm like, okay, good. Well, you're going to have to let Brandon do that because I can't. That's his job. That's his calling. Anyway, so powerful, so anointed. Also, um, Pastor Don Allen, um, our lead pastor in, in North Georgia, he wrote this um, he has a booklet, uh, the Plowman Bible. He's in the process of uh, translating the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs. And he has a little bitty booklet that he put together, some Psalms. And all the pictures that are in here, he actually took all these pictures while he was over in Israel. And it's a really um, cool little book. Uh, he's selling these for $20. And... The proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go to Sisters of Grace in Thailand. It's the orphanage over in Thailand. So if for some reason you feel led to buy five or 10 or whatever, just let me know and we'll get them to you. But it goes to a good cause and you won't be disappointed because what's written in this book is, is fire. It's good stuff. It's gonna be nourishment to your soul. So I encourage you to grab one. If you want to grab one, get with Pastor Brandon, and he's the one that uh, brought. How many did you bring back? 50 of them? Wow, only 50? Okay. They're going to go quick. So just get with Brandon, and he'll get you one, okay? But before I let you go, I just want to tell you one more time. Jesus loves you.
And I don't want it just to be because the Bible told you so. I want you to, to know it because you let him love you. How about that? Jesus loves you just as you are. Respond to his love and be transformed into a new creature. Amen. Let us pray. Then we got one more thing. Just want you to love on somebody before you go. How about that? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for the souls that have been saved and restored and set free in this house today. Father, you did it all. It's all you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the credit. Without your presence here, none of that would even be possible. So, Father, we honor you today. And I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over each and every one of us here, God. Because Monday's coming. And, Lord, you're going to go with us into that Monday. And we're going to be victorious all week long because we've allowed your love to conquer us. And because of that, we're more than conquerors. We thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.